this is Contra Radio from Contra.Squad. Welcome to this year-end podcast. Uh, I'm Jonathan Shaffey and I'm pleased to be joined by David Jameson, who's the editor of Contra. And today we wanted to round the year off with a bit of a different kind of discussion than you might be used to. We want to talk about Contour and what the project's about, what we hope uh, for it in terms of the future. And we think that this is possibly a useful insight for everyone who supports Contour uh, financially and in terms of reading our stuff, listening to our podcasts and, and all the rest of it. Because we've got some big plans um, in the in the works, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. Uh, David, uh, how's it going with you? Coming towards the end of another busy year. Um, any reflections that you want to make just about about the year, but also about you know Contour's role within all of the political developments we've seen? Yeah, um, the twenty twenty year, I think twenty twenty three rather has been a big year, um, and it feels like not just the end of the year, but perhaps a bit of an end of an era or a particular phase in the development of politics, both in in Scotland uh, and abroad. I mean, obviously, just this year we've had. Um, the largest strike wave uh, since the 1980s. We've had uh, the the latest war in Palestine. We've had a cost of living crisis, and we've had a crisis in Scottish politics, and particularly in the SNP. Um, and like I say, I think some of these processes are kind of rounding off um, phases in in politics that began really when we set up the project. Um, so I think it is a useful time to to reflect on where we're at, what we're trying to do with Conta, perhaps how the project's going to change uh, in the next year or so. Yeah, I think that when you look at all of the platforms available online on the left of politics, you can see that there's certainly a real attempt to develop some kind of intellectual scaffolding around the ideas of the left. Uh, obviously, there's competing notions of what they should be, and there's some big ideological debates. One of the things that I think sticks out about Conta, um, certainly in the Scottish context, is that often we take positions which really do go against the grain. But I think it's important to say this isn't because uh, we want to stoke some kind of contrarian attitude. Uh, these are genuinely held beliefs uh, about the nature of the system, about the nature of, of politics. One of those, for example, is the European Union, where we've carried lots of very critical uh, analyses of the European Union, of the institutions. Um, We've carried, uh, I think, very sharp analysis of the SNP. But I think we did so at a time when it was more difficult to be critical of the SNP leadership, particularly if you were pro-independence. But I think lots of that analysis has uh, has come through. and, And in many cases been shown to be um, fairly on the money. Um, But that leads me to, I suppose, a question for you, which is that when taking these kinds of positions, what we're trying to do is present some kind of analysis. And I suppose what I'm hearing you say is that there's not currently a place in Scotland we can get that kind of analysis other than what we're attempting to do, and that in some sense that has value. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the idea we had when we established Conta. 
in I think I think it was 2018, 2017, 2018, around that time, and I became editor in 2019. We were very mindful that um, Scottish politics had uh, kind of unveiled a, a, a number of problems um, in politics that many of us on the left hadn't entirely come to terms with. I mean, maybe it's it's worth thinking about why we write and why we talk and why we engage in inquiry on the socialist left. Socialists have always written. They've always had newspapers. They've always written books. They've always had periodicals. Um, anywhere where you find concerted political action, you also find this phenomenon, right? And I think sometimes there's a temptation to imagine that it's a secondary area of activity. But basically, if you don't try and regularly criticise the world, try and understand the world on a regular basis, in a systematic way, you're very limited in what you can achieve um, politically. And I, I think we felt when we set up Conta years ago that we were coming up against limits, right, in politics. We've been very actively involved in politics um, for... Well, 20 years, because both you and I, I suppose, got involved during the Iraq war. We'd both been very involved in the anti-austerity movement around the turn of the century, uh, in the early part of the 2010s, rather. We'd both been involved in Palestine solidarity, in fact, particularly since 2009. Um, We'd both been very involved in the independence movement and the radical independence campaign uh, in 2012 to 2014. And I think around that time, and with the Brexit referendum, and with another number of other developments, I mean, remember 2016 was this kind of great year of Trump and Brexit, there was the emergence of a kind of, it became unavoidable, like the, the situation with the far right in Europe, for example. We also witnessed things like the collapse of uh, Syriza in, in Greece and so on. So there were all these new phenomena, new problems confronting socialists. And I think we were really struggling to, to come to terms with the ways in which the world was uh, changing. And I think particularly in Scotland, there is quite a weak civil society here. The media here is very weak. I mean, we live in Glasgow and there now isn't a major newspaper based in the city centre anymore, which... Um, would have been something unbelievable to a Glaswegian of 50, say, years ago. Um, and so I think, yeah, we, we, we set up the project with all of that sort of stuff in mind. We wanted to take on the international questions that were being taken on by much bigger platforms, um, some of which had a kind of news function or wanted to, to cover every kind of development in at least some depth. But I think we wanted to take on some of the big questions that for us were becoming a break on political action right like the eu question for example the question of populism the national question in scotland we wanted to try and tackle these in quite a systematic way that it would would allow us to reconceive what we were doing in terms of political activism and so like i mean i think with the publication there's always two functions one is publication for an audience but I think with a socialist publication as well, what you're doing is trying to educate yourself, right? So one of the, some of the things that Conta's are, um, an editorial board of a dozen or so members, 
Um, we have forums uh, for subscribers uh, on occasion. We also uh, have regular reading groups on Saturday. So there was quite a kind of self-education impetus behind the entire project. We were trying to understand the world and the country uh, we were living in. And so that's taken up much of our work in the last few years. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point you make there about news coverage, because on the editorial board, when we've discussed how we think Conta should orientate on developments, is that we don't want to be a news service. Hmm. Now, partly that's because we don't have the resources to do that. Um, but I think also because um, we don't need to provide that function. Uh, if you want to get news, uh, there's lots of outlets to get that from. If you want to get news with a, a left-wing bent, um, then there are a, a range of, of outlets as well. Nevada Media, for example, uh, does that alongside um, analysis and, and interviews and all the rest of it. Um, but I suppose given our resources, we wanted to focus on some uh, specific political goals. And for me, the core of that was the maintenance of a strong uh, Marxist and socialist ideological pole. Um, because I think that's something which is necessary to build and rebuild, not just in Scotland, but in fact internationally. And if you look at some of the ways in which we've covered events, uh, whether that's Europe, whether that's uh, foreign policy matters, or indeed uh, issues around the Growth Commission, then we are bringing to the fore an analysis which, to be honest, wouldn't necessarily exist in the same way uh, in Scotland. Um, but that kind of does kind of bring me on a little bit towards what do we see for the for the project going forward? Um, I think there's some quite exciting things. But just before we do that, it is worth looking back and just cycling through a number of the products that we already produce mm. because there's a lot there. Um, and there's a lot which patrons get, which is exclusive, and they will want to do much more of that. But do you want to just give us like a little bit of a a cycle through some of the 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 kind of products that we've currently got in contact? Because there's quite a few, isn't it, in terms of podcasts and and that type of thing. Yeah, um, I do want to flag up by the way the reading groups that we've done, which is one of the most consistent things that we've done, and also the lectures we've partnered with. Um, uh, the Havens Right Centre in the United States, um, because those are ways in which we can interact perhaps with some of our, our audience in a more dynamic way, and we hope to be putting on more of that stuff in, in the new year. But our staples, I suppose, are we have, we usually put out kind of several articles a week and uh, usually a couple of podcasts, sometimes a bit more um, per week taking on contemporary events, sometimes interviewing people who have um, published work that we find interesting, investigating the areas that, that we find um, interesting, or articles responding to contemporary events in, in Scotland and the world. Now, much of that, and, and those podcasts, by the way, sometimes they are me, sometimes they're you, sometimes they are myself and Cat Boyd's, other regular contributors uh, on the boards. Encounters. Encounters, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, just uh, in the last week, I had uh, speaking to Tom Stevenson, who has a very interesting book out um, on uh, the collapse of the British Empire and Britain's 
role in American empire, which is, I was going to say, pertinent to talk about today, but it's kind of always pertinent to talk about. So we're always on the lookout as well for interesting minds on the radical left and you know what they are discussing and so on and which debates to draw in for our for our audience um now in the in the last few years there's definitely been a focus on scotland i mean this is an interesting discussion for us to have i think to a certain extent that will be there um because we're situated in scotland and uh, there are very few people doing, I think, in-depth work on the Scottish scene. But, I mean, I think that those, I think that Scottish questions, I think this has been apparent this year and will become more apparent as, as, as the time goes on. A big part of, this, of the Scottish situation is we're in the heartlands of the world system. Uh, we're in the heartlands of American empire as they increasingly brush up against peer competitors like China um, and with all of the devastating consequences that we're seeing around the world um, Ukraine, Palestine um, we saw it too with the withdrawal from Afghanistan. I would say as well by the way that one of the things that I think has been important since we've started is alongside taking on some of the domestic Scottish scene domestic Scottish political issues and as you say for most of that time we've been seen as outliers in what we're saying, right? For most of that time, we've been saying um, that the Scottish National Party's approach to the national question and its approach to politics in general conceals a very conformist political agenda and that what the SNP was declaring about their political project was not necessarily the, the reality of that project. Now, we've been saying that for years. I think 2023 has been the year where basically reality has caught up with that analysis and there are now relatively few people who disagree with that, including people who would have, you know, sworn till they were blue in the face um, that, you know, Nicola Sturgeon was honest to her word and so on. I think that that's now sort of fallen apart. Um, so that's a chapter. But alongside that, I would say we always took a very distinctive line on foreign policy. Right. So Conta, for example, was, as far as I know, the only Scottish publication to criticise the Scottish government when the Scottish government called for the maintenance of the occupation in Afghanistan. So the Scottish government was one of the last governments in the, in the Western world that insisted on a continued military occupation there. Um, we were very distinctive in insisting on NATO's role in the war in uh, Ukraine and in insisting on a ceasefire in that conflict and that the British government should push for a ceasefire uh, and peace talks uh, on the basis, very simple basis, that uh, Ukraine could not beat Russia in a war and that Ukraine was being used by the West um, to bloodlet in the, in the war with Russia. Again, I think that's an analysis that looks... Uh, looks sturdy at the end of 2023, tragically, for um, the people who've been killed in that conflict. But I think the reason that we maintain that position is because we understood that the Western order was on collision course with a number of lesser powers in the world system, not least Russia, China, and by extension through the Iran, and by extension through the collision course it was on with these kind of secondary powers in the world system. This would also breed wars 
in in parts of the world where American hegemony has traditionally been contested. So I think we've always focused quite firmly on those kind of two broad issues. And perhaps it's the case that in the coming year, the calibration between those two areas will shift somewhat. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about 2023 being the year in which all of the illusions um, around the SNP and its former leadership in particular kind of came to an end. Um, But I always felt there was something deeply unsatisfying about it Hmm. because we'd been making all these arguments and then it just sort of all unravels and then the arguments which we are making become more popular and, and, you know, people move on. Um, But also unsatisfying because... Um, in a sense, what Nicola Sturgeon offered was a powerful and popular politician around which we could range various criticisms, well-found criticisms. And there was a challenge to that. There was a challenge to that intellectually. I think it made uh, it interesting in terms of the output that we were developing. I slightly struggle to think of what an interesting and engaging dynamic around Scottish politics is right now. Mm. And so therefore, I think, you know, Conta's got to think about how it deals with this new situation in Scotland. And it's also got to think about how it relates to the international dimensions that, that you were outlining there as well. Um, so let's move on and talk then about the future, because um, I think that we've had a lot of good discussions recently um, on the editorial board uh, among ourselves about some ideas to take things to, you know, the next the next level, if you will. Um, one of my frustrations is that the quality of the output, I think, is excellent, um, but it needs to be read and consumed by far more people. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously a huge challenge. So um, do you want me just to, to rattle through some of the things that we want to introduce and Go then on. we can we can talk about that? Um so what we want to do with Cont is we want to maintain the current output that we've got. Um, so whether that's David or another writer, ensuring that every week there is um, the, the kind of baseline content that we want to get out. Um, David's done a, a fantastic job at that, it has to be said, in, in making sure these articles come out. And also I think the addition of the Sunday Sermon, which uh, if, you, if you've not listened to and don't know about, then, then you should. Uh, check it out every Sunday uh, David releases it um, but we also want to have a little bit more of a structure so we're going to introduce a series of columnists um, who we are um, in the middle of kind of um, approaching and so on um, so there'll be a range of columnists that, that write for, for Conta uh, on a regular basis probably once a month uh, and there'll be a range of those and we want to establish columns on on a basis of, you know, who's got something interesting to say uh, and um, maybe looking at specific areas. So we've got the People's History of Scotland podcast, for example, that looks at Scottish history. So some of the comms will have will have themes. Um, the other thing that we, we are going to do is that we are going to have uh, almost like a quarterly uh, theme to, to the content output. So that will be, every quarter, there'll be a, a batch of releases around a specific issue, allowing us to go into great detail about it. So that will involve not just articles and podcasts, but video interviews uh, and e-pamphlets and also a, a launch event which comes with, with each of these uh, new themes. Um, 
we probably yeah let's let's just say uh, to everyone who's listening what the first one will be next year um the first one will be about imperialism um and we'll be looking at the nature of imperialism in the world today there's obviously lots to talk about in that regard uh, and we're aiming to launch that in the middle of february um and yeah we think this could be quite an exciting prospect more detail more in the way of resources that we want to distribute to people who are um, engaged with our content but we want to expand don't we we want to expand the audience definitely expand the audience uh, expand the output um and i think what we want to do as well is reach out more and make content more of a kind of hub for thought for serious thinkers um in different countries as well around the world um and 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 kind of expands like the self-education process that we've tried to engage in um, to a wider a wider layer as well. Uh, I think this is a good way to kind of reorganise. I do agree it needs to be more kind of um, systematic. When there was a very constant situation in Scottish politics, it was an easy thing to respond to week on week. You could respond to the news cycle and so on. I kind of feel like that phase of the project needs to give way now to a more strategic attempt to answer some difficult questions. So let me just give you an example. We've got a piece coming out very soon. In fact, by the time you hear this, it may already be out um, by Ed McNally, um, who's trying to tackle the question uh, of uh, what is what does America want from this situation in the Middle East? Now, that's not an easy uh, question to answer traditional socialist attitude is Israel, uh, you know, America gives so much money to Israel because Israel provides certain services to the United States and to US grand strategy. Israel acts as a watchdog in the region. Now, I think you only need to turn on the TV to see what a disaster this war is being, not just for the Palestinian people, but also for American strategy, also for American prestige. America looks terrible in front of um, the Global South countries, which has worked so hard to shore up during the Ukraine war, and so on, right? And also, it's very hard to see what American grand power is trying to achieve in the Middle East. So, in in our changing world, and it is certainly changing, I mean, ever since, this is, this is the most rapid changes I've ever seen in the international system. You, also in 2023, you think about the things that we've not perhaps covered so successfully. Africa. I mean, I hope... Whole swathes of African society are breaking away from the Western orbit, uh, and that's not something that you hear a lot about in uh, in the Western press, and it's not something we've we've had the kind of concentrated firepower on that we would we would like to. So I think that we need this more concerted attempt to understand where the world is heading, to understand some of these difficult issues that are coming up and. Uh, and trying to address them. So I think that the the additions format will really help for that. I will say, I mean, I think that we've uh, we've set ourselves a kind of easy target in a way, and the first edition being uh, on imperialism. I mean, I feel like we're going to have several editions on imperialism. Uh, like, that's something we're going to have to return to again and again. But it's, it's, a, good, uh, it's a good starting point. And that, by the way, this issue, it's really going to... I've I've thought this for years now and perhaps said it a few times in various articles and podcasts on Conta, but I think it can't be stressed enough. 
It's always been my feeling that the 21st century will be defined by international competition in the international state system, by increasing conflict and sadly by by war, right? Now, that sounds utterly grim because you get people who say that it will be defined by technology or it will be defined by climate change or whatever. I think these will be secondary facets of competition, of the United States' attempts to maintain its global order. But that also represents a period of... That also represents opportunity. If you look at how empires have declined in history, if you look at the political consequences of war in history, the consequences have always been a democratic mass challenge to those who rule society, right? So this is a terrifying prospect, but it's also... uh, It should be a challenge, seen as a challenge for those of us who are on the socialist left to prepare ourselves for the coming period. And the first edition of Content Next Year is just the start of that, but I think that we we need to have that kind of seriousness about what we're trying to do here. We need to understand the period we're heading into, otherwise we won't be a match to the challenges and opportunities that are coming our way. So, there's going to be editions that come out each quarter and these are going to come with a whole range of materials um, which we hope that you'll take from. Um, We're going to be doing more in the way of podcasts, um, especially interviews. Um, I did one recently with Matt Kennard of UK Declassified which was really interesting. Um, David's done some really good interviews recently as well but this is going to expand um, in quite a serious way um, over uh, over the next period but in particular 2024s we want to make this a landmark year for Conta in terms of its output we need to do so much more in the way of video uh, both in terms of short clips for social media but also in terms of our YouTube channel and there's actually lots of um, room for expansion in social media generally I mean um, our Instagram for example is rarely used our main presence is on Twitter uh, but we want to develop um, uh, from there. And also we want to we want to get people to sign up to our email list. So do that if you if you possibly can. We want to have a direct relationship with people who are interested in the ideas that Conta presents. Uh, equally for people who disagree. I mean we are certainly not afraid of debate. Um, so if you've got very different ideas to an article that you read then we want to hear from you. We want to hear you know, different views and different uh, perspectives. It's a very complicated time and uh, that means that there are going to be a variety of uh, views. Um, look, the last the last um, point, I suppose, that I want to make um, uh, just by way of closing this podcast is um, it's just a word to every one of our Patreons. Uh, we are a modest organisation when it comes to that, um, but everyone uh, of you who um, is a Patreon towards Conta I think we both just want to say uh, thank you for your continued support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, David will tell you all of the the money that we take in, all of it goes towards sustaining this project. Um, and as I say, that is a modest amount. We do want to expand, and to be honest, we are only going to be able to do that with more support, and that comes in many forms some of it political some of it in terms of sharing on social media but but we also do need financial support um and uh you know if you can sign up to the patreon then then do so because um we hope that you've given 
we've given you some kind of insight into how we're taking things forward. In other words, we don't just want to trundle on as we are. We want to keep improving year on year. And we've got big plans for that going into 2024. And uh, your support in that endeavour um, will be met with a, a, a real work uh, and graft and imagination and creativity to deliver on all of the things we've been talking about in this podcast. Uh, David, I'll leave the last word to you. You've um, you've done uh, and continue to do a fantastic job um, here at Conta. Um, I wondered if you just had a, a closing word for all of our Patreons in particular and maybe just a little bit of um, a look ahead as to how we want to increase the output, particularly for uh, those subscribers and who, who help us out so much financially. Yeah, um, I want to just say, uh, to, to echo what Jonathan said in terms of our subscribers, nothing that happens at Conta could happen without your support. And, you know, in particularly in the last couple of years when there's been such disruption in the economy, because our world is, as I said, changing, you know, inflation and, and all this, um, I know it takes a lot to, to look at your bank balance and think, can I justify this subscription and so on. So I just want to thank everyone for sticking with the project, um, which, as I say, wouldn't exist without your help. And I hope that um, our subscribers see Conter as something that they've helped to um, to put into a landscape that without their effort, it simply couldn't, couldn't exist. Um, another thing I'd like to say, incidentally, is, you know, if you listen to our podcast on a regular basis, if you read the stuff we write and so on, and you've ever thought that you could contribute by writing or by coming on a podcast or by setting up your own podcast or something like that, then just get in touch with us. Um, because for years when, I mean, I was a political activist for years without writing, without podcasting, without any of that kind of stuff. Um, and I always thought to myself, you know, someone else can do that or, um, you know, it's beyond my grasp in some sort of way. It's not. I mean, if, if you agree with the stuff that we are saying and writing and if you think something else needs to be added, then you're the person who needs to <laughs> needs to put it out there. Um, there's not there's not some other kind of phalanx of people who can do it. It's it's down to down to you to produce this stuff as well. Um, the and and finally, you know, with with this kind of reorganisation we're talking about, yes, we hope there'll be a lot more subscriber only content. Um, we also hope um to put on more. I mean, in twenty twenty three, we had a very successful public forum in. Uh, Glasgow, we had a book launch with David Broder talking about the rise of the far right in Italy and Europe. I think we'd like to move to more of that stuff as well. And it would be good to try and grow the the, the community around Conta. And there is something of a, commu- a community around Conta. I mean, when we put on lectures, when we put on events, um, we get to meet quite a lot of people who, who subscribe to Conta. Um, but that's something I think we would like to do more of in the, in the new year as well. We would like to develop more, uh, you know, relationships in person through putting on meetings and stuff as well. So, yeah, um, looking forward to 2024 when hopefully we can expand Conta, bring it out more, a bit more into the into the real world, as it were, uh, meet in person more um, and develop it so that we have a greater influence on, on uh, the Scottish scene and beyond. Want more like this? Subscribe to Contra Radio on our SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Sign up to our regular newsletter at contour.substack.com and find great articles and more at contour.scot. We really rely on listeners like you to help us grow. In return, you get access to exclusive content and events by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash contourscott.com.